you're learning every day. And unfortunately, if you make a mistake, that costs a lot of money. You know, you just have to learn from that. I always say that the biggest uh, mistake that you can make is no learning from your mistakes. From Humble Coffee, this is Coffee 101, your one-stop shop for building your coffee knowledge. With Coffee 101, you'll understand coffee enough to make a phenomenal cup anywhere, solve the gnarliest brewing emergencies, and wow your local barista. Coffee 101 is the ultimate coffee know-how podcast. We're talking beans, roast, and all things coffee taking the mystery out of all those strange words and solving coffee dilemmas so you can crush your coffee game. Okay, so your coffee has now been grown, harvested, processed, packaged, and exported on Coffee 101. It's been out to sea. Now what? The coffee importer enters stage left. His or her job is to get that coffee off the ship and into a warehouse. Then, if he hasn't already, secure a roaster to sell it to. Then ship it out of the warehouse to that roaster. Sounds simple, right? I mean, what could go wrong? Well, today we're going to chat with a good friend of mine, Juan Carlos Arango, of Arango Specialty Coffee, a family-focused Colombian specialty green coffee importer. I've known him now for a few years and wanted to get him on because he's great at what he does, and even better, he's a great human being who really has a heart for coffee, family, and his home country of Colombia. I have Katie in the studio with me today. Hi. And oh, my voice cracked. That's okay. We're just going to leave it. No. <laughs> yes, we are. And we're going to keep rude. going. Well, we're real. Okay, you fine. and I are real. Fine. We're real people, okay? Fine. Just like our one-on-oneers out there. We'll just... And we have to be humble or humble about what we do sometimes. It's okay. So, what do you know about coffee importing? We talked about exporting in the last episode, right? We did talk about it in the last episode. Importing is the coffee, if I were to guess, I would say it is the coffee getting from the... Coffee's out at sea and gets into a port. That's the word I was looking for. Getting from the port to the roaster. That's what I would think import was. Port (laughs) to roaster. Okay. that's Yes, so that's right. So that's what the importer does is is they get the coffee... From from out at sea or at port, eventually to the roaster. That's their goal. So, um, I think you're gonna like Juan Carlos. Super. I, think I do. I, I like the name already. All these people have like the coolest names ever because they're not like your yeah. basic like like Kenneth or like white American names. They're yeah. like really cool, exotic, like Gino. Yeah, like Gino, who who we said might have some Italian might in him, but we don't Italian. know. Um, yeah, so Juan Carlos. I even asked him, because I've always called him Juan Carlos. I've known mm. him for a few years, and, and I asked him, I was like, I, I've always called you Juan Carlos, but, like, you know, what, what, do, you, what do you want uh, me to call you? Um, I said, I, I've just never asked you. Right. I said, do I call you Juan? And, and he's like, 
He's like, no, you can call me whatever. Aww. And I'm like, I'm like, what is, what does your mama call you? He's like, Juan Carlos. I'm like, okay. Okay. Is it Juan okay Carlos. if I call you Juan Carlos? So anyway, so we're going to talk to him today. I think you'll, you'll enjoy the conversation. I think, I will too. I think the one-on-oneers out there. Will, Sounds will like too. he's going to be a nice guy. He is. So without further ado, here is my interview with Juan Carlos Arango of Arango Specialty Coffee. Juan Carlos, great to have you on the show today. Hey, Ken. Thank you for having me. Well, it's, uh, you know, I've known you for probably, oh, uh, we'll say what, three years or something like that? Yeah, just about that. And and a friend of ours, um, uh, Jay Renee, uh, out of uh, West Hartford, Connecticut, uh, connected us. And, and he, the way that he introduced you was, he was like, Juan Carlos has the best coffees coming out of Colombia. He's like, so if you have a Colombian coffee, then you need to be talking to this guy. Yeah, um, Rene's. I think Rene was like my first customer when I started my own business here, and we have been friends for for a long time. And uh, and I was fortunate enough for for him to open the doors and get my coffees in there and and. Uh, yeah, and and it's been a, a great relationship. Yeah, yeah, and he has some great um, coffee shops there um, in Connecticut, um, and um, he does a good job uh, with the roast. And I've known him on the roaster competitor trail um, for a long time, and um, uh, just a just a great guy. So I always trust his his opinion and his advice on stuff. And uh, so tell us. So Arango Specialty um, Coffee. Um, so when you when y'all started this, it's tell tell me about that and and tell me kind of the background of what got you into where you are now with Specialty Coffee. Absolutely. Um, so I'm originally from Colombia. I was born and raised in Colombia. My grandfather grew coffee. My father grew coffee. I grew coffee when I was younger. Yeah. So I'm very familiar with the, with the coffee growing business and that part of, of the supply chain. What region did you grow um, up in? Or what, what region did you have? In Antioquia. Okay. In Antioquia. Yeah. And the town is Ituango in the northwest of, of, of Colombia. Gotcha. It's a very remote area. Um, so I had the opportunity to, to have an education there. My mom used to be the teacher at the, in the farming area where, where I grew up. And she always wanted to give us, give us education. Like, you know, my father was like, you know, you just help us here at the farm. And, and I did. And I, I even have like my own uh, piece of land where I grew coffee. But then my mom was like, you know, you, you should get some education too. Um, we're going to do the effort to, to send you and, and you can get some education. So I had that opportunity to, to, to educate, to get an education. And through that education, um, I, I had an opportunity to come to the U.S. to work for an import-export company. Uh, this was in 2001. Um, I, um, I worked for them for, for a while. And it was a Colombian company. Then the company, uh, that was around 2000, 
2001 when September 11 happened. So the import expo business was, uh, we have a lot of, um, you know, trouble with that and everything become, became more expensive because it was so hard to like import goods to, to the U.S. It was taking a very long time. So the company closed and they want me to go back to Colombia, but I, I, I saw, I, I really liked the U.S. I was living in Miami at the time and I really wanted to know a little bit more about the American culture. So I stay here and I, I, I actually started working in something very different. I, I started working with horses uh, and I did that for, for a while, but I'd always wanted back to, I, wanted, I always wanted to go back to my coffee roots. And I saw something that I didn't, I wasn't familiar in Colombia with, and it was the specialty coffee um, uh, influence and how people saw specialty coffee here. And I saw, I, I thought that that was very interesting. And I saw an opportunity um, with my, you know, my, with, the, with the experience that I have with export imports, the experience that, that I had with the, with the, at the farm level, I saw an opportunity for, for, to bring small uh, lots of coffee from small farmers in Colombia. So that's how everything started. Like I started doing my, my homework here, how, like how the export process work, how the import process work for coffee. And then, um, which is not easy to figure to, out. No, it's not. It took me, it took me, it took me a, a long time to, to, you know, to get all the information together. And, and it's not just that, it's just like you, you think you have everything right down and you have everything figured out, but, but then you, you realize you, there are better things to do things and there is a lot of challenges in the way. So it's, 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 um, it, it has been a long road, but, um, I, I finally started, uh, my own business and I started just, um, uh, importing coffee from my community where I grew up. So I grew up coffee lots from my uncles my cousins and the community that i grew up with and and you know i started knocking doors here and, and selling coffee rene uh he was one of the first one that opened opened his uh his doors to me and and then he re, it, like customers started realizing how the good uh, how good the coffees were and and yeah so that was the way we 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 started the whole thing and 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 it's going, it's going strong. Do you think, um, and today, so last episode, we um, talked mainly about coffee exporting, um, and we talked to uh, Gino Reversi with um, Dynamica Coffee out of Guatemala. Um, and today, you know, I, I wanted, um, I wanted me and you to talk a little more about coffee importing and kind of the challenges rewards all that kind of stuff um but i would like to briefly ask you because you really kind of do both um you know what what challenges have you seen in the specific to coffee exports um and for you you know your story is is in colombia um i think one of the biggest challenges that we have is is logistics. Uh, Colombia uh, is a very. Uh, it has a lot of mountains. Uh, we don't have very good roads. 
uh, another challenge that we have there is is the political uh, situation. Like we have, and especially the region that I come from, uh, from, from Antioquia, we have a big influence from uh, guerrilla groups, paramilitary groups. Uh, so it's challenging when you're trying to source coffee, and and you know, not everybody goes there. And one of the things that I would say made my coffees unique is that I have access to them because other people can go because this is dangerous. So that's one of the big challenges that uh, that I see. Um, I think, you know, unfortunately, we see a lot of inefficiency, inefficiency too, with uh, makes the process more expensive. Uh, a lot of bureaucracy, uh, a lot of paperwork that sometimes, you know, is uh, you would think it could be it could be simpler to do, but you have to go through it to to make it done. And another big thing too is, you know, Colombia has uh, has a, a bad reputation with with drugs. So this is a big challenge when you're trying to export something from Colombia because you're, you're getting, you know, you're getting very scrutinized, making sure you don't have any drugs in your shipment. Um, and when you're a small import, uh, exporter, they really check because they don't know who you are. The big, the big exporters, they, they know who they are. So I think they will be okay. But as a small, especially at the beginning, we had a lot of challenges with this. And I have some some stories that are are like tough, like you know, and and, and it was more almost like like I don't want it to extend too much in our conversation, but but it's 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 it, it, it's, it's tough, and 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 things that when I was doing my business plan, I I didn't realize it was going to happen, but it happened. So, have you ever had? I guess you'd say a run-in or any issues you specifically um, with the any guerrilla groups or any of that kind of stuff as far as the between you and the farmers and exporting. Um, I had I had like a personal situation with with uh, one of my uncles. Uh, my uncle is uh, we we import coffee from from his farm, which used to be my grandfather's farm. Mm-hmm. In 2000, 2012, he uh, he was going back from selling his coffee at the town. He was going back to the farm, and uh, he 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 step up on a, on a landmine. Oh, did he did he survive? He did. He did. Fortunately, he did. He he had like a very bad injuries. Like he lost a. He he lost the sight on, on one eye and he doesn't have a, a he can't uh, the, he can't taste or he can't smell. Wow! And it, it, it was tough. So so like that kind of yeah of, of experiences are you know. Well, I uh, so I I def I don't want you to get a big head, but I I do I do want to make sure and say that. Uh, you know, I think it's great that you are are even willing to um, go to some of these potentially higher 
risk, we'll say, areas um, because, you know, a lot of those farmers, um, they either feel like they can't or they literally money-wise can't move out of those areas. Um, and so it, it, it may be their only window, you know, to um, continuing to do coffee and it being even halfway sustainable um, for them. So, um, yeah, I, I don't envy your job at all as far as that goes. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's tough, but it's, it's very rewarding too. Like, yeah, when I, you know, the first time that we brought that coffee here, and I was drinking it over here. That was. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would bet, especially because you have that family connection, you know, with a lot of your first, um, uh, I guess, batches or however shipments, you know, we'll say that you that you brought in. Um, so tell me a little more about the. I guess the importing process. Um, we know, we know now pretty decently about about exports and getting it eventually onto the ship. And um, um, where do, where do we go from there? So when we when we import coffee, um, we we basically um, the coffee will stay on the on the ocean probably around two weeks. We we usually bring it from Cartagena, Colombia sometimes from Buenaventura mm-hmm. and then uh, we, we bring it to New Jersey to, to the port of New York through the port of New York. Okay. So um, it would take probably around two, three weeks. Um, um, lately we have had a lot of challenges trying to, to book shipments from, from Cartagena or Buenaventura because um all the shipping lines are coming from South America uh-huh. and a lot of them are like full, like they don't have a space. So they are not even stopping at the ports in Colombia. And that's been a big challenge with, uh, with delays. So sometimes you're planning on bringing your coffee, uh, and in, in, in a specific date. Uh-huh. And then you, it's taking sometimes two weeks or maybe three to that coffee to arrive. So, so that's been a big challenge. Yeah. Um, when the coffee, when the coffee arrives to New York, they go to, you know, to, to customs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if everything goes well, if all the paperwork is good, um, it will go to, you know, you, you just have a, a trucking company to pick up the coffee at the port once it's released by by custom and by the shipping company mm-hmm. um, and then transport the coffee to to the warehouse where where we'll where we will keep it until until the customer uh, until it's shipped to to the final customer whether you run a coffee shop on main street or a grocery store chain in 37 states or really any business looking for coffee you only want the best for your customers Umbel Coffee has you covered. Umbel only sources specialty-grade Arabica coffee that cups above 84 from around the world and consistently ranks amongst the best specialty coffee roasters in the U.S. It's not just coffee. It's what coffee should be. Drop us a line through the wholesale contact form on the website 
humblecoffee.com or simply click on the link in the show notes below. We'd love to hear what greatness you're doing out there in the world and how we can help. Now let's get back to Kenneth's interview with Juan Carlos. So where, um, what, what, what warehouse do you use or, or where is that located? Uh, the warehouse is in, in New Jersey, Carter in New Jersey. It's a big warehouse. They specialize in, in keeping their specialty coffee. Um, it's, it's a huge warehouse. You go there and there's tons of tons of coffee everywhere. Like it's like when you go there, you, you, you think about it. And it's like, wow. Yes. Then I guess if you then have a roaster, um, who is interested in either samples or even buying, then you're, you're coordinating, um, it going out of that warehouse. Correct. Correct. So we, we work a lot with, uh, pre-shipping samples. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when the coffee arrives, it's already contracted. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of time until like whenever the customer needs it, it will be really, he will ask us, so we will release the coffee whenever, whenever he needs it. If it's a lot that we haven't sold yet, yeah, we do. You know, you can you can send samples from the warehouse to to the customer for them to uh, to check and and then order it from there. And they have the service of of uh, of uh, you know, like some customers want. Uh, samples of the coffee when it arrives to a warehouse because I I send pre shipping samples but that's when the coffee is still in Colombia and it's a long time from when the coffee leaves uh, Colombia until it arrives here so some customers want to make sure that the coffee when it arrives to a warehouse in the US uh, still tasting good and have uh, uh, it's in a good condition yeah and then tell us the difference, our one-on-oneers out there, um, the difference in, I guess you'd say, um, spot sales. And I don't even know if I'm using these terms right. Spot sales and like contractual or whatever would be the opposite of spot. Um, yeah, a spot sale is coffee that is at the warehouse at the time and is available for sale. So if I have 10 bags at the warehouse at this moment and you're interested in them, that's that I'm, I'm offering you a spot. Right. And and when it's forward contract, it's like, say, I have a lot that's still in Colombia and it's coming in a month or two months. Um, you like the coffee with the free shipping sample that I send you and you say, hey, I want to do a contract with this coffee. So we will sign a contract and we will uh, specify there which day the coffee is supposed to arrive, the price of the coffee, and the quantity of the coffee, and what kind of coffee, like the description of the quality and, and what the lot is. And so, you know, what I've seen, of course, and this makes sense um, as people scale, is when you first get started in roasting coffee uh, as a company, you're just not going to have that much as far as sales go. And so you're getting spot um, where you're just ordering, um, you know, a bag or two. And, and even there are companies that offer smaller um, bags than the traditional 60 or 70 kilogram jute bag of green coffee. Um, and then as you grow, then you can start, if you want to, as a company, uh, forming those 
relationships where, um, you know, you either get it like Juan Carlos is saying, um, you, you get it set up beforehand before it actually leaves the country, or, uh, you may get to the point that you, um, you know, you contract out for, we'll say three years with a certain, um, farmer, which is a, which is a, a great position to be in because it lends a lot of stability to, um, you know, the farmer because they tend to be the one that gets, um, the shortest end of the stick. Um, you know, when we're talking about all the hands, um, that are involved in, in coffee. Oh, absolutely. You, you're, you're totally right. Um, and one of our focus is in building relationships with strong relationships with the farmers and strong relationship with the roasters. And we want to make sure we understand the, we understand the business model of our roast, of our, of our customers to offer the best lots that we have because our, our goal is to, to build that relationship. So if you have, if you're a small roaster that just roasts a couple of bags, uh, we will match you with the farmer that the output is just a couple, uh, couple of bags and, and that way it works for, for everybody. So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's one of our objectives in, in our business model that, uh, that we have uh, a strong relationships with uh, through the supply chain. Gotcha. Well, um, have you ever have you ever run across with importing um, any interesting or challenging uh, scenarios, um, whether that's in the ports or in the warehouse, um, or have you you heard of any from other importers? I think the like one of the biggest challenges uh, for us has been, I think at the beginning when, when we were, you know, when we were, when we were studying, um, like nobody know who, who we were. So we were trying to find a custom agent. We were trying to find, and people don't look at you like seriously because they're like, who, who are you? So that was a challenge. And, and then when we bring in, uh, when we were bringing our first shipment and then you get to the port and then uh, you go to a customer zone and they, so when you go to customs, you can, you can get two kinds of exams. You can get like a visual exam where they open the container and they look at your cargo and then they close it. Or you can go through an exhaustive exam where you have to, where your container has to be moved to a special exam site uh, where custom will like unload all your container and they will check by bag by bag. Wow. So and and all those expenses are are to you like as 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 an importer you have to pay for all that. So you have to pay transportation to go to the custom site. Yeah. You have to pay for for whatever time it takes for them to do uh, the exam, and you have to take you have to pay for 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 the warehouse too to keep the company there. So that's one of the big challenges that you have. Like you, you know, so the majority of the time everything goes smooth, but sometimes you get these uh, you know these surprises which are very expensive. 
like you you have to pay for all this and so that's one of 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 the the, the big challenges that we have had in our experience another thing too is like some shipping companies or some uh, uh shipping lines they charge uh they call it per diem for the container so say you have a you have a day to return the container to port after the copy is unloaded at the warehouse and sometimes when when you have problems with customs the, the time is going to double so then you have you 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 have the the risk of having to pay not just the the extra expenses to for that exam in customs but also uh the per diem charges that the 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 uh, uh the shipping company wanted to charge you because you didn't return the the container uh by the time that was uh, initially stipulated gotcha well um a couple of uh i guess kind of points i i wanted to make sure and make um one is green coffee and we've said this on the show before but it's been several episodes um green coffee can stay uh what would be considered fresh for several months several months um which is different than when you roast it um that time frame is a lot shorter for what we would consider um quote fresh and and then even further than that when you um you know when you grind it um and even brew it um that you know quote fresh time gets shorter so um when Juan Carlos or you've heard me say on the show before uh talk about it green coffee sitting in the warehouse for you know 6 months 9 months stuff like that um it doesn't mean that it's not fresh um uh, that's that's pretty standard um the other thing just in general i'd say is what i have learned is exporting and importing is hard wouldn't you agree oh absolutely absolutely it's um i think you you need to you need to be prepared for for a lot of how you call that like unexpected expenses yes and and at the beginning of the show, you asked me um, how how did I started and, and and I was telling you about how I put my business plan together, and I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but but then you realize when you go on that you know you you're learning every day, and unfortunately, if you make a mistake, that costs a lot of money, and. You just, you know, you just have to uh, learn from that. And, and I always say that the biggest uh, mistake that you can make is no learning from your mistakes. No, I think so. that's great. And even like, um, <laughs> so for me, um, an example for me is I, I'm a big runner and um, you can prepare for a, a race and you can have a game plan um, just like you can have a business model, business plan, starting something up. But the moment that you start that race, all the planning goes out the window. Just just forget about it because usually in mile one, something crazy is going to happen that you didn't think, and you just have to 
like you said, um, and I think it's a great way to put it, is just learn from those mistakes. And I'd also say, and I think you agree, you would agree, probably the best thing is um, just going ahead within reason and within some planning and um, doing what it is you want to do um, because you're not going to get better by continuing to plan. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Well, listen, I enjoyed having you on the show today. And where can people find you? And we'll make sure and put some links in the show notes. Oh, absolutely. Um, you can you can follow me on Instagram, Arango Specialty Coffee. Yes, okay. And uh, you can visit our website, arangospecialtycoffee.com. Gotcha. And you will find more information about us there. Gotcha. And so if, if there are any one-on-oneers out there who happen to also be dabbling in roasting or you know um, people who have a coffee shop and they're looking or a boutique or whoever and they're looking for um, green coffee to roast specifically from Colombia, um, check out uh, the offerings they have at Arango Specialty Coffee. Um, pretty easy to navigate on their website. I'm looking at it uh, right now. and um, um, they they do a great job and uh i like i said enjoyed having you on the show appreciate you coming thank you so much ken thank you for for uh for giving me the opportunity to talk about my experience and and thank you for having having me on your show i i i have been listening to to your podcast and i you know i drive a lot going yeah. to visit customers and i i really enjoy them i think you do a great job and, and I really enjoy every every single one of them. Well, good. We're trying to just teach as much as we can about coffee. I think my theory is that'll that'll make it uh, across the board um, a little better for everybody. Excellent. All right. Well, you take care. You too. You too. Didn't you like Juan Carlos? Oh, he seemed like a really sweet guy. Yeah. I liked him a lot. I don't know if you noticed, but when he was talking about um, the first time bringing coffee from his family mm-hmm. to the u.s and and cupping it and starting to try to get it out to um to roasters yeah there was like a there was a there was a significant pause mm-hmm. there and i really think it's because he was getting emotional because oh, yeah. you know it, it's a it's a long process a long journey. it is and and so you know, for him to come to the U.S. and decide to um, pay homage to mm-hmm. his country and right. to his family in the respectful job that he's doing yeah. at, you know, specialty coffee importing, I just think says a lot. And yeah. he's, like I said, he's just a great guy. It just comes straight through right. um, when you're talking to him. So he was, he was fun to talk to. I'm glad we had him on. Hey, 101ers, thanks for listening today. If you haven't already, leave us a review and make sure you subscribe or follow on the podcast listening thing of your choice. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever else you can find out there. We're out there and we'd love for you to follow us. Please, when you leave us a review or any way that you can do this, if you have some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Um, If you have questions, just leave it in the feedback or you can DM us 
on Instagram. Speaking of Instagram, you can follow us there or on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, We even have a little bit of YouTube stuff, so you can check that out. Looking for great coffee? You know where to go. HumbleCoffee.com. Link is in the show notes. Are you a business looking for coffee? Click on the website link in the show notes or go to HumbleCoffee.com and fill out the wholesale contact form. We would love to talk to you. All right. Now y'all know about coffee importing so you can go out there and stump your local barista. See y'all next time on Coffee 101. Love you. See you next time.